Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another Forever Arsenal podcast. It's usually all smiles, not this time round. There is one smile there in the bottom right corner, but that's for something else. Um, and we are going to get into why there's not much smiles regarding the Arsenal result. I think we all know why. But if you've listened to me over the last few days and maybe just before the game, I think a lot of us didn't really care too much about the League Cup. Some of us did. James over there. I know James was one of them nodding already. Um, some of us didn't. I think the the extra games could go and miss. But we are going to get into it. Um, before we do, big up the lads as usual, Jordan, Lee and James. And before we do, I actually just want to send out a little message or an announcement or something like that. But if you know me from the Big Six and, and the other shows that I do, um, one of the main things I need and one of the main things I want is respect in the comment section. And um, over the last few weeks, months, we brought the Forever Arsenal podcast to YouTube and the comments have been slightly disrespectful to one member of the team. Um, I just want to put it out there now. No members of the team will be getting changed. It doesn't matter how many people bang on the door about it. Lee's staying. He's not going anywhere, people. <laughs> Lee's not going anywhere. I know you want him out, but he's not going anywhere. We love Lee. So stop yeah, I'm, glad you finally addressed it. I'm glad you finally addressed it. Yeah, it's bang out of order. Bang out <laughs> yeah. of order. We'll but listen, we're all friends here, people. And that's what makes the pod what it is. If we all agree, trust me, the pod would be boring. It wouldn't be as special as it is. You wouldn't love it as much as you do love it. So banter's all good and well. Please keep it up. The banter, look, even, you know, we all take it on the chin. But the disrespect and the constant um, negative comments, that needs to kind of stop a little bit, people. Um, we do comments of the day because we want to engage with you guys. So make sure you keep it respectful. Make sure it's, you know, leans more towards banter than disrespect. And we're all good. We're all good. But like I said, none of us will be changed, not even Mr. Lee judges. Um, Lee, <laughs> you was at the game. So I want to yeah. start with you. We'll get in the comments of the day, maybe halfway through the show. Okay. I'm, 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 uh, I've got... How can I say this? I wasn't too bothered on the day, but I'm, the, the longer the week's gone on, I am now, like, because I'll tell you why. Um, yeah, play a weakened team in this and, and that, but, but so many teams are going out of it that you could actually go through the whole tournament, um, and, you know, like the next couple of games. We'll have had Charlton away next game. Like, you know, we wouldn't have had to have played uh, too many first-team players. We could have played the, the squad again and seen what, seen what happened. I, I just feel a missed opportunity maybe to win a trophy. I felt um, uh, some of the decisions that Mikhail made just baffled me, baffled me. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. 
if you're going to play a weekend team, play a weekend team. If you say you're not going to be bothered, don't be bothered, like you know. But bringing all the first team players on with 10, 15 minutes to go from the end, tell me it was a little bit shattergun, you know, sort of situation. I, I, I just, if you're going to play the, how I see, it, if you're going to play the the younger players or the squad players, if you're losing that game, let them see if they can get back in the game. What's the point of actually bringing? Playing them and then like oh we're losing two two one oh we bring on all the big players what what does it, what it, it gives out the wrong message as far as I'm concerned I'm not saying like Mikel what do his job and all that I just felt that it wasn't it, it just wasn't a good day for 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 Arsenal I just felt that if you really be, if we'd be really honest about it I, I watched the game Brighton were the better team from start to finish and I always got a fantastic goal bit of magic from Nelson but they were the better team. And that, that means that their their squad is stronger than ours. You know what I mean? No no uh, arguments. Our first 11, 12, 13 is as good as anything. But after that, you know, Brighton had better players than us. They made eight changes, by the way, Brighton. Eight oh. changes and were gone to the Arsenal and played really, really well. Now, when we've we've had six, seven bites of this now, we, we've chopped and changed the squad over. I can't remember one game where I thought, oh, we were decent. I watched Brighton, I thought, blimey, they've got some good players, Brian. Decent side. I actually walked away from the game and going, do you know what? Brighton are a decent club. They're a decent footballing club. They've got good players. You know, it's not the end of the world as far as what the bigger picture is concerned. I, I get that. But when you're a club that last season took this trophy very, very serious. Why did we take this trophy very, very serious last season? Because we didn't have Europe. So you can't say to me... Oh, let's take a, a cup serious one season and not the next. So I get it. The fans like myself, you know, I didn't lose no sleep over this game because it's been sort of, what's the way? I've been brainwashed about the League <laughs> Cup over the years. I've been brainwashed. I'll tell you that now I have because when I was growing up, it was a massive trophy. Wanted to win it. Some fantastic days. Then when Arsene Wenger came in, he sort of, Kaboshed it a little bit, but I like I like what City do. City took it serious. I tell you who took it serious yesterday. Massive club like Manchester United. I see them all celebrating when it was four two. They've they've got um, even more games than us next season. Um, so I just feel there's a little bit of um, arrogance from Arsenal in this. To just say like, oh, we can afford to ditch a cup and things like that. Like I don't, I don't want that attitude. I want us to have that attitude of. We want to be going for everything and winning everything. So, as well as I can say, okay, let's, let's let it go, I, there is a bit of disappointment and it's sort of grown over the last couple of days. I think I think Arteta will be most disappointed by it because as much as I said in the last show to sack it off, I think he went somewhere in between because we didn't really see any of the academy mm. players that you, know, you might have thought would get a chance. It was more the fringe players that he would maybe call upon if need be in the league, if there isn't any injuries, if there's a need for rotation come the second half of the season. It was it was like a trial for them, in my opinion. That's why I look at Mikel and I probably think that he's probably taking it worse than anyone. And I hope that in, in the dressing room, he's let them know about it because chances are limited for the fringe players. When you see how good the first 11, 12, 13, like Lee said, are playing, you know, these players need to be knocking on the door. And, you know, in the first part of the season... Everything's gone well so far in terms of league results. Europa League were through first. The only concern, which was at the start of the season, which was regarding depth, that fear hasn't really been um, taken away considering none of them have really knocked on the door where we can all talk about 
maybe he deserves a chance against Wolves this weekend. Similar to last weekend, we said the same against Chelsea. Aside from the left-back situation, we pretty much know the starting eleven, And even with the starting eleven, it's more a uh, want or a love for Kieran Tierney that causes the debate. Re- the reality is Zinchenko will be starting left-back. Um, James... You're kind of with Lee in the sense that you know you you know disappointed by getting knocked out of the cup, and I and I know what Lee's saying. You look at Tottenham out of the cup, Chelsea out of the cup, City playing Liverpool. Um, there was a chance there, you know, for us for for somebody else um, to win it. But how are you feeling a couple days after the result? Yeah, I've done the reverse of Lee, which is um, ultimately shared the same amount of disappointment. Let's say only. For me, the disappointment was as the goals were going in, then the immediate aftermath after the game, and now I've very quickly brushed it off and I'm just trying to look at the positives. Um, but don't get me wrong, I think silverware is rare in football. I wouldn't throw any of it away. Um, I know this isn't the biggest of the cups or tournaments that we'll be competing for, but at the same time, it's a day at Wembley. It's silverware. It's, it's something that I think Arsenal should have a good enough squad to you know, compete compete with so it's a bit disappointed that Brighton can make eight changes and once again the players we bring in aren't you know um, coming together to to create a cohesive unit cohesive enough unit that we can't even be to side like Brighton home yes Brighton are a good team yes Brighton have some good players we made 10 changes they made eight you know we, we really should have been better and I was watching because obviously we can see the live broadcast so I was watching the stats and it was going up, like the shot count was going up and up and up. But there weren't very many on target. And I said, you remember, we were sitting there on the watch along or the, what do we call it, the read along? <laughs> uh, sort of saying, um, you know, I'd love to know actually whether we were as good as the stats say on paper. And as Lee's just said, and I read Gunnar Blog's tweet and what a lot of people were saying, no, Brighton deserved it. Um, so it really raises questions about some of these fringe players and, how over seven games we've not come away with any real confidence in them. We thought maybe over the months and games, what we saw from those friendlies, such as the Orlando game, where they're going to evolve into a side that kind of understood each other more come, you know, the end of this period going into the World Cup, but it doesn't really look that way. Um, the other thing is, and these are kind of the mental gymnastics that I'm doing to convince myself not to be too bothered about the Cup is, you know, can I be that upset about a competition where Arteta didn't even do a press conference, just spoke to the Arsenal media. It wasn't even broadcast anywhere for us to see it. Um, you know, it, it feels like the Carabao Cup's just kind of been chucked in at the end, just before the World Cup starts, because they had to get all the main stuff out of the way done first. So I do get, I, I, I get, I think all those things are making people feel a certain way about the competition. But like I said, it's always silverware. I wish we'd, we've gone through, but we didn't. At the same time, I can understand why Arteta rotated as much as he did because it's been such a such a heavy, you know, start to the season in terms of the amount of games played and all that. So it it is what it is. Um, but uh, but in, in future seasons, where it's perhaps a little more normal, no World Cup, and hopefully we have a little bit more depth, I would like to see us actually really go for it and, and, and try and win these Cups because I think they're important. Jordan, um, obviously we couldn't watch the game, but um, mm. you've seen some highlights off the back of it. What do you make of it all? Are you deflated or are you not necessarily happy? Because I'm not happy about being knocked out of the cup. Mm. I'm trying to 
look at you it in a positive light. Like you, you can legitimately see positives about being out, you know, not playing yeah. that game on the 22nd. That's a couple of days after the World Cup ends. The fact that if you are to go deep in it, your January is unbelievably congested. Sorry for jumping in there, Jordan. But, you know, mm-hmm. you, you touched on the word happy there, Turkish. You know, I can actually see why some people would go, yeah, I will so fine without it. I don't feel that way, but I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, first of all, are Brighton becoming our bogey team now? Because I think I'm right in saying that since I've been in the Premier League, I think they've beaten us three times at the Emirates. I think that's the third uh, time they've won at the Emirates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know they what I mean? And they got the draw that denied us um, that's Champions right, League yeah. football. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, they, they are becoming our bogey team. Um, like James said, everyone I've spoken to, Arsenal fans, all have said the right, the, the, the Brighton were right for winners. They, they were the better team. I think Lee said something interesting a few weeks ago when we lost to PSV about motivation and how PSV's motivation on that day was bigger than ours because we'd qualified already. And that was, I think, the defining factor why PSV beat us because they had something to fight for, whereas our motivation wasn't quite as high. I think there's a similar thing here. I think we can talk about Brighton changing their teams and on paper that looks a little bit embarrassing that their second team is being our second team. But Brighton are a team that they're not going to get relegated. So if you're Brighton, I think you're thinking, let's have a cup run. Let's try and win this League Cup. Whereas I think the motivation, maybe subconsciously for Arsenal was, yeah, I want to win this, but it's not the end of the world. As the fans are reflecting, it's not the end of the world if if we get knocked out. I'm not not overly deflated. I mean, the only, one of the positives I think about being knocked out and the World Cup coming and messing up the season is that this win can't be the start of a bad run. I'm a big believer in winning breeds winning and losing can breed losing. But because there's only one more game before the World Cup, this can't be the start of a a losing run. Do you know what I mean? So that is almost a blessing in disguise. I I, I agree with what the guys have said, Turkish. I think our, our second team or our fringe players, nobody is putting their hand in the air to say, I need to be in that first team. And that's a little bit concerning. But as you flagged, we said that pre-season. Uh, I, was, I was really disappointed when we did a podcast on deadline, the day after deadline day finished. And everyone was like, yeah, I got a good summer. And I was like, I don't think we've recruited, I don't think we've completed the job. I think we've done a very good job, but I think it's an incomplete job in terms of recruitment. So I, I had concerns about our backup players anyway. Um, the, the other regret for me about the League Cup is it always feels like a trophy that you can win quite quickly and I know that because the World Cup being in the middle of the season it kind of changed that a little bit it's even more congested but it's only six games five games to win the League yeah. Cup it's, it's not easy. it's not that much is it so go yeah. on to go on James no, no one one more win they'd be in the quarters yeah, the, the the routes to win the FA Cup is long. It's lots of it's like nineteenth round, the eighteenth round, the seventeenth round. It's like a million rounds in the FA Cup before you get to the quarterfinals. But the League Cup, it's like six six games to win a cup. Feels a bit nice, and with the right draw, you can be in a semi final without playing anyone. Yeah. Um, so that feels a little bit like an opportunity. And we had, we would have had Charlton, so you you think we'd beat Charlton, and then you're in a in a semi-final of, of, of a competition. So if quarter-final, sorry, but it feels like a bit of an opportunity in that sense. Regarding Man United, and I don't know if this is speculation, but regarding Man United celebrating and treating it seriously, I wonder if because they played the day after everybody else, the fact that Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, West Ham all got knocked out, 
changed how they approach their game. Yeah, good point. So it, we don't, in hindsight, it's like, oh, bloody hell, there's some big guns that have gone out when we didn't take it seriously. But had we have known that three or four big guns were getting knocked out, would our Ted's have gone a little bit stronger and thought, oh, you know what? There's <laughs> it's only really City and Liverpool left in the draw and they've drawn each other. It's only them in the draw left to really navigate. So these are all hypotheticals and, and it's all it's all hindsight. Uh, go, the, go on, Lee. Yeah, the, uh, no, I, I get what everybody's saying, but from, from Arteta's point of view, like, you know, and this is what I said, if that is the case, he wasn't that bothered, why was you chucking on all the first-team players? Yeah, yeah I agree with that. It, it looks a bit des- desperate for me. That was my 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 feeling of it. If, you, if you're going to go and, and you want to win this game, like, you know, Right, why why isn't Turner playing? Let's 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 get that one out there. You Ooh, know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, you yeah. know, like let's let's be really. It's not like he's had a magnificent long career at Arsenal. He's played four games. He needs experience for for, for if anything happens to Ramsdale. Ramsdale's going to the World Cup. I know that he's going to the World Cup, but you know, I've got people turn around and say, "Oh, you know, didn't want to risk him because he's got the World Cup coming up for America and things like that." Well. Four games he's had for Arsenal. And, you know I mean? You, you you need to be playing a lot more games. So I don't understand that decision. Uh, and and then, okay, if that's the way you've gone, 20 minutes from the end, keep the... Why are you, why are you, why are you throwing Jesus on? Why are you throwing Martinelli on? Shaka, all these players, you know what I mean? Like, um, I just felt was just a little bit, oh, well, we do want to win it now, like, you know? And I just felt like, if that's the case, then... I just feel it was just a bit of a, a, a shambles in the end. If I'll be honest, it, it really was, you know. And I'm, I'm putting like as a proper like the fan sort of perspective here, like you know. What I mean, I want to go to places like Charlton away. You know what I mean? I want to do that, like you know. Uh, I want to go to, uh, you know. I want to. The more games Arsenal play, the better for me, like you know, because I, I love it. I love going at this moment in time, but. It is what it is, um, and I just felt that it was just a few things right. Listen, it could be a lot worse, lads. We could have played a full team like a certain team and, and got knocked out. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> that is embarrassing. So, yeah, that, is so that, that, that is more embarrassing. Like that is more embarrassing. At least we got the the safety net of our oh, well, we didn't do this and that. But a certain but, other team played their full team. But because of their but, but again, to, to to be a little bit fair to Spurs in that sense. Spurs are looking for a trophy. They've it's been a, like was it twenty nine million years since the last one a trophy. So again, their motivation they they see Conte as, as the trophy kind of the, the trophy god. So if you've got Conte win a trophy, Spurs can only win one of two two cups, the FA Cup or the League Cup. So I kind of get why they went strong because they need to win a trophy under Conte. So that's why they, that's I think why they went strong because their need for a trophy is bigger than our need for a trophy. And just to your point about. Um, playing players and thinking about their World Cups and not getting injured. I think it was the Spurs, actually. One of the coaches, assistant coach, was recorded saying um, something about Harry Kane being burnt out for England and why they keep rinsing Harry Kane. And he said something along the lines of, well, England's not our concern. (laughs) I'm sorry, but England's not our concern. And I love that. And Mm -hmm. I I hope that Mikel Arteta didn't let the World Cup influence any of the games that he's doing leading up. Because I'm sorry... For Mikel Arteta, his focus is Arsenal. And if he didn't play Matt Turner because he didn't want to get him injured or whatever for the World Cup, that I don't like that. England, the international team, that's not your concern. Your concern is Arsenal Football Club. So you do what's best for Arsenal Football Club. Win games for Arsenal. They pay your wages. We're the fan base that pay your wages. That's your focus. Being nice and resting players is a nice thing to do. But if that was the reason why he didn't play Matt Turner, I'm very, very disappointed. And just finally on the, on the League Cup for me as well, 
yep, and disappointed we, we, we went out. But if we're going to hold an L in any competition and, and come out of any competition, I guess this is the one we'd probably say, all right, let's 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 tap out of this one. Yeah, yeah but but I think is there a little bit of like um I think we like to think that managers and coaches have everything planned because that's kind of the way, you know, a sub comes on and they've got to read a textbook, don't they, before they come on. It kind of feels like they've got everything down to a T. But I wonder if maybe a little bit, you know, Arteta is kind of going with it, you know, going with the flow and figuring out as he goes along because it's not a regular season because medical departments are figuring out, well, how... How did how did the players deal with this kind of October compared to what October's are normally like? And you know, the earliest start in August compared to what we normally see. And we know that they played all those international fixtures at the end of last season that felt completely pointless. And and I wonder whether he kind of got into the Brighton game, saw we beat Chelsea, saw we played really, really well and went, you know, hold on. <laughs> we could go into this World Cup top of the league. We really genuinely could. Let's rest everyone for Wolves. Yes. And he probably wanted to beat Brighton. He probably thought, I really want to beat Brighton. But like, okay, Sarah, Sarah, I've got to rotate. And if they get me through, they do. And if they're not doing the job, then I'll give, you know, the big guns 20 minutes to try to turn it around. But ultimately, I can't do much more than that. And James, the fact that he's come out recently and said that he thinks we're in a title race speaks to what you're saying. And we should discuss that at some point soon as well. He actually came out and said, we're in a title race, which I thought was really interesting. And if the, yeah. if that is what he genuinely believes, that would then align with what you're saying, James, about him thinking, yeah, the League Cup would be great if we win it. Happy days. But my focus is getting three points at Wolves because I think we're in a title race. And that is a game that I really need to make sure that we are, we are right for. And he also said, uh, which was a poignant thing, was that, well, I, th- I did say at the beginning of the, the season that the, slog- the, s- the squad's not strong enough. Mm. Yeah, so it was a, there was a bit of a message, a little, gen- little message, yeah, a little message there. Not de- not a deliberate one, but I, I like that. You know what I mean? Like you know, we've all come out and said it. You know, we, we, the, yeah. the squad needs strengthening. We've all said it, but he underlined it. Like you know what I mean? So the powers will be up there. The yeah, dudes and that will be. You know what is interesting about that, Lee. Sorry, sorry to cut you. You know, no, he, he used sorry, the word. He, he used the words. Um, he's the worst. This is why no one wants him. Um, he, he, Sorian. He, <laughs> he, um, he used the words that, that the squad is very, very short. And actually, it's actually not. Well, and what I mean by that is we still made 10 changes and had what looked like 11 recognised names. You know, still Marquinhos and Ketty Nelson. It's still Cedric, Tierney, Holding, whatever. The squad isn't very short, actually, numbers-wise. What a lot of people have discussed when it comes to depth is having quality that can come in for the quality in the first team. So he's almost actually uh, politely saying, if you read between the lines, he's saying, we need more quality. Yeah, we've got the numbers. We've got three potential right-backs and three potential left-backs and four potential centre-backs. He's actually saying that the quality just isn't there. So I think he was sending out a little bit of a message. Um, I think me and you discussed it, James. I think the message was sent with the with the subs bench. Remember I mentioned that the subs bench told me that there's a lack of faith in the start in 11 because the subs bench was mm. that strong because he thought that the match would lean more towards us needing to use them come the latter stages of the game than being able to bring on a Nwaneri or a Kurjan or, you know, some of the young players that we might have thought would see. 
if he was if he had faith in the eleven and the rotated side, we probably would have saw a few of them on the bench. Instead, it was literally a bench that you know one of the strongest benches I've seen for Arsenal Football Club, especially in the Great last point. few years. Um, but yeah, yeah Brighton, that kind of Brighton leans... didn't bring Trossard and Ale uh, Alexis McAllister. Yeah, they're that's right. in their rotation. <laughs> we, yeah. you know, you, you actually spot on about that. The, the, the one thing I'd say is, uh, we touched about it on the read along, I'm going to call it that now. Uh, and it, and it is, um, how Jurgen Klopp has navigated these competitions over the years. Now, yes, last season, you know, he, he won the two domestic cups and they, they fought on all fronts, but. Is it a coincidence that they did that as Liverpool's squad looked as stacked and as powerful as ever? Um, in previous years, that has been something they've said about, you know, Liverpool, that they only had Mane, Salah, Firmino. But what was beyond that? For a long time, Jota only arrived a couple of seasons ago, as did um, uh, Diaz. Um, you know, you looked in midfield as well. Did they have the same depth? Again, Thiago only been there a couple of years before you knew it was going to be Henderson, Wijnaldum, Fabinho, maybe another. You know, generally the squad wasn't there. And so what you see is 11s going out that, as, as people will remind me, did knock Arsenal out a few times at the Cup. But generally, you know, they, they weren't strong. It had kids, they had academy players. And Jurgen Klopp wanted to prioritise what he felt was a were real genuine title chases and you know a couple of times you know once he won it and he won the Champions League. So, you know, we've seen a history of managers feeling that they just don't have what City have in terms of depth. A City don't have a whole other eleven that can come in, but they do have four or five quality players that can still play and that makes a difference. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And well, we've talked about it enough considering three of us couldn't watch the game in full. Um, I know Lee was the only one that went to the game. I want to move on to Wolves. It's the last game before the World Cup, but how important is this game? Because for me, it's very important to end this good run um, with a good performance and a good result rather than give the opposition and the teams around us a chance to look at us and, and, and see a chink in the armour, let's say, by you know potentially dropping points to a poor Wolves side. And giving them hope that come the return of the Premier League after the World Cup, that teams can get get at us. If Arsenal see Wolves off in the same fashion we've been seeing off teams, especially away from home this season, then I think you know some of the clubs below us won't be considering finishing above us even throughout the World Cup. Whereas a loss or a, or a draw to Wolves, they're probably looking at, and by they I mean the Chelsea's, the Spurs, the United, and thinking, yeah, um, it was it. It's too good to be true, and and we can we can get at them. So let's start with Jordan Wolves. Well, before before I answer your question, because I, I got I got an answer for you, I just think we should acknowledge and 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 praise this Arsenal football team and club. We're hot, we're approaching halfway point in the season. I'm really proud of Arsenal Football Club. I'm really pleased that they prepared for the first time. We've all said it in maybe a decade for a season. They've prepared. And look what happens when you prepare. Preparation doesn't guarantee success, but it gives you a better chance of being successful. We prepared this yeah. summer and look what the results are. I think we're still over, let's be honest, we are over um, overachieving. There are better squads in the league, there are better managers. We are punching above our weight. But that again adds to the praise. I think we, we need to give to Arteta. We've been really hard on Arteta for two and a half years. Some have said that he blew, blew it last year, bottled it. He's not good enough. You know, fans during many parts of last year wanted him out. In the summer, fans were still like, nah, get him out, get him. But look what he's done. So I, I just want to just first of all say, as we approach halfway, 
We are top of the league. We are going into the World Cup in the top two, worst case. That is, no one could, no one could tell me they predicted that. If they did, they're a liar. They are a liar. So I think it's just, first of all, important that we, we batter the team when, when it's needed. What, what's the, 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 what? the, the liar's got his hands up. <laughs> did, did he he it? I have no idea when he predicted it. I've got no idea when he predicted it. Did you predict it? top two, Lee? <clears throat> I predicted at the beginning of the season that Arsenal would be runners up, yeah. Okay, I don't remember that, but I believe you. I believe you. I've got I've done it in a receipts event, uh, on um on um the football terrace they had an event. Uh, it was a live it was a live one. It was a, it was an event like you know, go back to it if you can have a look, right? And I actually said that after what because I've just come back from Orlando and watched the pre-season tour, and I said Arsenal are gonna surprise everybody this year. They're gonna be um I, I think they could be runners up, and, they, and everybody in the room laughed. I believe you. I, I believe you, Lee. I believe you. But I do um, think, and, I, and I've always said that because of that preparation, I felt we, we was spot on in pre-season. You know when people go, people, people have actually apologised to me when I've said, oh, like, pre-season matters. Like, no, it don't matter. Pre-season does matter because exactly what you just said just now, uh, Jordan, it gives you the preparation to go on. It does. On. It, and that's, what, that's what's happened. But I, don't, I, I did think that we, I, I was so excited. I don't know. You, you, you was out there in the land, though. You see Saliba. For the first time, you see, see how Jesus. They, yeah. it, 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 it excited me. I've got to say, I, I looked at that team. We actually destroyed Chelsea four 0 and I, I look. You know, it's only pre-season. People say it's only pre-season. I looked at that and I said, "There's a team that looks ready, and there's another team that don't know what they're doing yet." I now look at the season, going to Chelsea yeah. now. Mm. I, I walked out with the ground saying exactly the same thing as I said in, in July. There's a team that looks fully prepared, knows what it's doing to a team that ain't got a clue what they're doing. I think pre-season you know, matters. Pre-season does pre-season matter. Pre-season matters. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think we're seeing the fruits of that. So I just want to say a big up to Arsenal and just say well done for this point so far. Listen, it may all fall off if we finish yeah. fifth. And then when we finish fifth or if we finish fifth, we can blast them and kill them then. But right now, let's praise the team. To your question right. just briefly, yeah. Turkish... Um, I'm not sure I actually agree. If we lose this game, with, with what you said, I think if we lose this game or draw this game, you said that it could give the impetus and the other teams to think, oi, oi, the collapse here begins, let's, let's, let's reel them in. I would, I, would, I would agree with that if I thought that the likes of United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs were serious. Yeah. 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 These, those four clubs are not clubs that you're thinking are on the cusp of turning it around and reeling everyone else in. I don't think this result will have a bearing on what happens when we restart after the World Cup. I think, obviously, we want, to, we want to go into the World Cup, top of the league, three points, beat Wolves, happy days. But I'm not convinced that it's going to have a bearing. A lot can happen at the World Cup. Injuries, um, signings, uh, not signings, um, players back from injury. Um, different Things can happen at the World Cup that could really affect what, the, 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 the momentum of what happens post-World Cup. I think all I want to see is control, control the controllables. So what we can affect is our mindset when we come back. Regardless of who we've got, Saka may have an injury at the World Cup. Um, so we, we don't know. But what we can affect is when we come back thinking like champions. Let's start adopting a champion mindset. Whoever's in, whoever's out. A mindset that says, you know what? Right, we're top of the league. Let's go again. Almost reset. The season starts again. It's, it's, it's a season of two halves in, in, in a really literal sense. The season, we're starting from zero. 
let's go again. It's about mindset for me. So I'm not sure if we were to lose to Wolves, that would mean other teams would think, oi, oi, it's happening. In the same way, I don't think if we necessarily beat Wolves, it means that we're going to be any better back end of the World Cup. Either. Do, do you know what I mean? I just think yeah, let's just get yeah. the three points, focus on banking top four, and then see where we are come 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 Christmas. On, on the mindset um, topic, uh, you just reminded me about Zinchenko's recent comments. I, I'm not sure who's heard them, but he mentioned how around Arsenal it tended to be top four, top four, top four, and there needs to be a mentality shift. And I love that because that's why we brought players in that have won stuff. Yeah. To change the mentality that top four is just enough. And and even I'm guilty of that because I, yeah. I've sat here for the majority of the season saying, you know, the first thing I want is to be comfortably in top four come February. But the fact of the matter is we've had our best start to the season. And oh, listen, Manchester City are a force to be reckoned with. You know, we, we know what they're about already. We've seen Haaland. He's going to break records. De Bruyne might break records this season. It's going to be a very difficult task. But what's stopping us from believing? I guess it's the recent history of Arsenal that stops that. But what Arteta has done is brought in players like Zinchenko who are open and honest about the situation. I'm, when was the last time we heard an Arsenal player come out and say, forget top four? It's, it's about title challenges and, and, and trying to, you know, at, at least be in and around you know, the conversation. Lee? Yeah, and, and the fans have got to change that as well, like, you know what I mean? And that's the yeah. same with that Arteta song. That is why I, I, I change the words at the end. Not not saying, oh, we're on the way to Champions League. I, I sing at the end, we're on the way to Premier League. We have got to change that mentality as well, you know what I mean? We, we, we've we got to put our standards up a little bit, like, you know what I mean? Like, go go for it, like, you know? And I and I feel that that's a fantastic point, that, you know, oh, yeah, top four, top four. yeah. Top four should be the minimum. We sacked a manager because he couldn't get to top four. We also sacked a legend because he couldn't get to top four no more. Like you know, so we've got to have that mentality of no. You know what I mean? Top four is not the be end and end all. It's, that that is a give me. That is what we yeah. expect. You know what I mean? Now whether you get it or not, that's another thing. That's the, the, at the end of the season you make those decisions. We didn't get it last season, but I think we all felt as Jordan said. Like you know what I mean? We had a pretty good season last season. But this season, I'm, I'm aiming bigger. I'm, I'm aiming bigger, and I think the mentality thing, thing is there. For me, this game show, will tells a lot for me because we've gone to Chelsea and put in a masterclass. I, you know, James was there. He'll tell you how good a performance that was. Good teams back that up. You don't go then the following week and, and, and lose to Wolves because that tells you your, your mental side of the game's not right. Because you go and produce a performance like that against Chelsea, where you, you know, I, I'm a little bit peeved. I don't know how James James is about this, where everybody's saying how poor Chelsea were. You know, I think we made them look poor. We actually took them into places where they didn't want to go and picked them off. It was a really tactical masterclass. We played really, really well, dominated the game from start to finish. If we do that against Wolves, we beat Wolves. That's how I see it now. I, I, I do. I, no excuses no more. This is a proper, proper football team. And I expect us to get proper, proper results. Yeah. The, sorry, I, I, I'm probably that defeatist mentality that we're all saying we need to change. But I do think there's something in, uh, as Turkish I say on Big Six, moving in silence. And what I mean by that is, um, I think it's just having reasonable expectation, which is even though we've made this unbelievable start to the season, um, City have something else. And even though we're doing amazing and we're playing brilliant football, I kind of just always have that in the back of my mind. So I'm loving how Arsenal are playing. 
and it's about keep getting wins, keep adding, and we'll see where we are as we get to those crunch periods of the season. Um, so I'm not getting overly excited and suddenly demanding a title. I'm kind of with Turkish in that, you know, my target was comfortably get top four, improve on the football, improve on the goal scored, improve on the goals conceded. We're seeing that. Second highest uh, goal scored this season, joint best defensive record, our best start ever to a season, eight to double digit points ahead of our rivals in terms of sitting in the top four. So we're doing that job, more than doing that job. And I'm over the moon about it. And when it comes to this Wolves game, again, I think because it's the last one before the World Cup, we don't want to be sent into that, you know, you know, with a bad taste in our mouths. But at the same time, you know, I, I think it is a bit of a cliche. We do this all the time, kind of when I do the previews with Robbie or whoever, it's, oh, it's a big game, this one. When City are breathing down your neck, unfortunately, every game is going to feel like a big game. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, this is just another game in the Premier League. It's a tough one because it's walls away and they've got good players. But whatever happens on the weekend, and you know, you touch wood and you hope Arsenal go and, and show, you know, put in a good showing. But whatever happens at the worst, it's 11 wins, a draw, and two defeats. And it's two points behind City and it's in the top four. And it's actually still with a healthy point gap ahead of everyone else around us. And actually, the job that I expected to be done going into the World Cup has, has been done. So now everything's a bonus. That's not to say that we shouldn't now change our standards and elevate them. But I think this idea that it's this massive game and now Arsenal need to prove that they can build on it after Chelsea. When we beat Forest, it was now go and prove you can do it at Stamford Bridge. Or you beat Tottenham and Liverpool, now prove you can do it away. There's always going to be something to prove. There's always going to be. I want Arsenal to go. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I I agree. But but then saying it's a big game. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a real and ask you all three take Manchester City out of this do you think Arsenal could, could would, you, would you be different yeah. about winning those yeah yeah City so, weren't in it yeah yeah so so that's it so like you know seconds let's just aim for that then you know what I mean like be the best of the rest and to be the best of the rest you've got to beat teams like Wolves that's my opinion like you know what I mean I, I, I'm with you like, you know when people go oh, do you think you're going to win the championship title no because of what you just said Manchester City I, I, I think that they will but- win it quite comfortably in the end but but to Turkish's point, and I'm putting the Turkish camp of, I'm saying that the fan base says for a couple of weeks now the fan base needs to change their mindset about what we can do. I'm I'm talking to myself. I'm the I'm that fan that is still. I'm still saying I, I don't think top four is banked yet, and that might sound mad, but I mm. I, I still think we're two or three. I think three more wins, and I think we will finish top top four guaranteed. I think we're nine more points away from me feeling like top four now is the minimum. But if our manager is saying we're title contenders, I'm thinking we should back the manager. If he's saying blatantly we are in a title race, my definition of a title challenger is a bit different to to most people's. So I kind of have to be true to what I believe a title contender is and the smart money is on City. But at what point do we push out our chest as fans and say, let's have it. All right, City, we know you're better than us. We know you've got more money, better manager, better players, but let's have it. And if we don't come top, we don't come top. But at some point soon, I'll, I'll personalise it. I, I'm going to have to be like, actually, forget this top four talk. Let's have it. We're top of the league. Let's move like the league leaders and not stop thinking like, oh, City, City are coming, City are coming. Oh, yeah, they've gone. Let's 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 have it until until yeah. the point comes whereby they've superseded us. But, you know, um, it's also trying to, like when we're talking about this, it's, 
the mentality of the fans versus the mentality of the players. And actually, I think the fans should get excited. The fans should enjoy this. And the fans should be saying, singing, we are top of the league as they did at Stamford Bridge and, and should be having loads of fun and, and believing, right? Then the players and how they treat it is slightly different. And, and I, I don't know how it's slightly different, but I imagine their mentality will be slightly more grounded. It'll be about game by game. And I really need to caveat this because I know what people in the conversation will be saying. When, when Leicester won the league, and again, what they did was the 5,000 to 1, we're Arsenal Football Club, we spend a lot of money. You know, it shouldn't be a miracle if Arsenal win the league, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, no one expected them to do it. And there's this kind of sense that City is so imperious, because there's so much competition, Arsenal won't do it. But I remember when Ranieri hit 40 points, I think. And they were saying, you know, you guys are in the title race. He said, listen, we've, we've hit 40 points. We've hit our target for the season. We're going to have some pizza and enjoy it. I remember what that. I'm trying yeah. to say is, what I'm trying to say is, I think there's got to be an element of Arsenal going, it's just game by game. We're just, you know, we're, we're having a great season. We're just focused on the next one and keeping it grounded. Because I think last season there was, a, there was a similarity in the way that people weren't expecting us to get top four. Then we got caught up in a top four race. And it became this massive kind of, after every conversation, fan camps, can we get top four? Players being asked, can we get... And it became such a kind of occasion and such a thing that actually just focus on the next game, just worried about mm -hmm. the next one and see where you end up. And then when it hits those last 10, all right, can we crank it up? And behind the scenes, Arteta will be saying to Edu, think, listen, there's a shot at title, give me some right, players. 100%. But sometimes pressure makes diamonds. And we've got... A We've got a crop of youngsters yeah. and now some winners there in Jesus and Zinchenko that thrive under pressure. You know, yeah. and I say this about Saka too. You know, Saka over the years has carried the team that that you know a, a team as big as Arsenal, that's well renowned, well as supported as Arsenal, and he's and and he's done the work. He's taken on the pressure. So I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'd rather I'd rather go under the radar and come. April, people are looking at us up there and saying, Arsenal have done well to be up here and still in with a chance to win the league. But at the same time, these players, especially Zinchenko, when I hear th those comments, he seems like someone that wants to get the message across to the rest of the team, to the fans as well. And, and we all move together in the same direction. So I, I can't say one's right, one's wrong. It just comes down to personal preference and how you want to... Because like you said, I said, I'm going to move in silence. That's me moving in silence because... Over the years, we haven't had players that would come out and say, listen, it's not about top four, it's about leagues. Now, finally, I'm hearing that from my players. I have to get used to that again. So, you know, I'm staying under the radar. I'm still saying February, be comfortably in top four. But in February, if we're first, if we're second, two, three points off of City, then, in my opinion, I'd be confident enough to say we can really go for it, especially after a positive January window. Well, I'm loving that, this yeah. team, though. I'm loving this team. I'm loving yeah. it. I love the players. You know, I've, I've I've gone ten, probably ten, twelve years with not really liking the team. If you know what I mean, not in another. Yeah. Do you know? Like, if you know, if you know, you know, sort of thing. But now, there's, I, I love every player. I love the, I love the goalkeeper. You know, I didn't really like Petacek. If I'm going to be honest, really, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I look at the central defenders. I, I love Ben White. I absolutely adore. You know, Saliba. 
You know what I mean? Like, how can you not like him? Gabriel, you know, Tierney, when he's not playing, I'm disappointed for him because I like him. You know what I mean? Like, I look in our midfield, I'm loving what I'm seeing in midfield. I'm loving the, the excitement of thought. I'm loving it at the moment. And that's why I'm enjoying And that's why I believe that Arsenal are going to do do well this year. It's a great point you make about when do you, when do you see Arsenal winning. I remember uh, Leicester coming to, to us on the... Um, 14th of February, and Danny Welbeck scoring that last-minute goal against them, like, you know. They never lost a game after that. But at that, that stage, that was in February, the 14th, I never thought Leicester were going to win the league. You know what I mean? Like, I never even thought that they were still title challengers, you know. So, you've, you, you've, got, to be, you've got to be going February, March, April before you even think that you're going to be Mm-hmm. a chance to win the league and that is the mentality of saying when I go oh, this game is important this game is important because it's another three points to where we want to get you know and then and then when you you look at it all of a sudden I know it sounds so how many points we got now I think yeah, really 34 34 yeah. something like that you know two wins away and we, we, we're in the Premier League next season like you know what I mean like you know blah, 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 move it move it on from there like you know and then you go but like we've nearly mustered up 40 points you know, like before, before November. All right, so it'll be about November now. The time of the game, you know, fourteen games, and it's it's incredible what we're doing. Staying up, staying up. You know, what I mean, like no, but it's a incredible job what they're doing at the moment, and I think no, like, it, it does deserve praise. And it, and it's certainly when they do have a a poor performance. You know, what I mean, it, 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 I've backed them. We had a poor performance against Southampton. I think we all did. Like, you know, what I mean, we was a little bit worried after the Leeds and Southampton and the PSV game. But no one was going mad and going off the, the rail about it because we, we're loving what we're seeing at the moment. We, we, we I, I see things in this team and I think, wow, you know what I mean? Like, and 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 just before, like, you know, people could criticise you. Do you imagine if Jesus started scoring goals now? Just imagine if he started banging in goals now, like you know what I mean? Bloody hell! Look where we are now, and he ain't scoring goals. You know what I mean? There's so many things that positives, guys. There's so many positives. I agree. Yeah. And, and... I really like that song. Now. It's an absolute tune. It's an absolute tune. Well, the DJ wouldn't play it the other night when I asked him to chuck it on. But, you know. Um, I know, but you know what we say about when do you find out in the season? Okay, we're really in this title race. The thing is, Arteta and and the board and whoever I do. They're going to have to make that decision before then. That's what's crazy mm. about it. They've got yeah. to make that decision by the end of January. Yeah. That's sort of totally So you know that 60 mil you had for me in the summer? I think I need it now. And that's, that's going to be very interesting. If Arsenal do go and pull out a Mudrick for 60 million, maybe a Tiedemans for, for 15, you know, obviously the contract is whatever it might be. If they do that, then you start thinking, okay, they, they really are serious. Because I think Tiedemans has been... I, I know that's quieting down, but I have a feeling that is a free transfer thing for next summer. I, I think I have a feeling they might, if they bring that forward and they do a £60 million deal, that's them saying, we believe in it now, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder as well, that the, there's been situations before where teams of, I think Newcastle signed Asprilia in the January window when they were top. And they fell off. So it, it, signing players when you're when you're doing well can upset the apple cart to some degree, and you, you don't want to mm. do that. But I also wonder if we were to sign two a couple of players in the window, flexing muscles to the league just shows. Listen, we're serious, and the reaction from the, our rivals, bloody hell! These guys top of the league. They spent how much money in the last two years, 
and they've dropped another 70 million on two players in the January window. I wonder if that psychologically might just make the other teams still... Right point. Oh, God, this Arsenal team are on things. So I, I agree. The January window is going to be so interesting for me because he, he clearly didn't want to upset the Apple car in January, just gone, by signing anyone. And you could argue that it backfired. We didn't get top four. I don't think it did massively, but I know you guys do. But equally, signing players can also not only on the field make an impact, but just the presence of signing two new players in, in the window for everybody else makes them think, oh, wow. <laughs> Arsenal are really, really yeah. going for this title. I think the That's Arsenal fun. players will get really excited about it as that well. Too. That too. And I'm tired like, yeah, nice. I'm tired of looking back and saying, what if, um, is it, you know, there's no divine right that when you do try and show some ambition that it's going to come full circle and you're going to, you're going to get over the line in the end. But I'm tired of looking back at whether it's a January window or whether it's a summer transfer window and saying, what if we done that? What if we was quicker off the mark with that? I want this ownership in this club to, to go for it in January. Arteta's alluded to it already. He said we're short. We're not short for top four. We're not short. For, he doesn't mean we're short for top four. He means we're short for a league title challenge. So he's setting the precedent there. So... We can go January, we can buy a Mudrick, we can even get a Tillemans over the line and we might still not win the league. But I can accept trying and not getting over the line. I can't accept not trying and failing. And he can say, I've done my job. It's like, you know, not Stan, um, Josh, I've done my job. <laughs> In fact, I've overachieved. I've done my bit, guys. Now do your job and really give me what I need to cross that line. But you know what doesn't what goes under the radar is that point Lee just made there, and, and Turkish alluded to it with you can accept trying and failing, but at least you tried. Uh, and and Lee saying, well, you know the the PS Lee's performance not great, PSV defeat, Southampton draw, and what do the fans do? They stuck behind the team. And I what I what I am enjoying in those moments, you know, take this Brighton defeat as well. No one's losing their heads. No one's going over the top because they love the team, because they believe in what's going on, because they see that the, the club are pulling in the right direction and, and seemingly making the right decisions. And, you know, it's when all, over all these years fans were complaining. It wasn't just we're entitled Arsenal fans who don't know when they've got a good thing and we want to complain for the sake of complaining or whatever. No, there were legitimate problems, but little bumps in the road. We stuck by the team. And I dare say... Actually, even when things went wrong at the end of last season and we didn't get top four, there were some people who was, who said, listen, that was it for the manager. That was his last chance. But I also saw still an overwhelming support over the summer. And then the, the club and the fans coming back for the start of this season, that Leicester home game, fully behind the team. The, the fans at Palace, fully behind the team. So I do think, you know, I want to give the fans a little bit of credit. You know, they, they called for a certain, can you can you make you know, sensible signings. Can you be prepared in pre-season, have a good pre-season, be ready for the start of the campaign? And as that's happened, we've honoured our sort of stance of that's what we want and and we're behind you guys. And I, I think the fans deserve some credit as well. Yeah, do. And I'm going to bring up the prediction table now because I'm weary of time considering um, a few of us have got other appointments elsewhere. No one got a point from the Brighton one. I was the only one to predict the draw. Um, everyone else predicted an Arsenal. You nearly um, went for a defeat as well. You nearly did. Yeah, I nearly did. I just didn't want to. Yeah, I just didn't want to jinx it. But here we are, jinxed anyway. 
Um, Lee still remains top on 18 points after 20 games played. James in second, 16 points. I'm in third, 15 points. And Jordan sits in fourth with 13 points. Five points separating top from bottom. Lee, over to you. Wolves away. Yeah, I, I, I'm in this position where, you know, I, I need to be top by uh, the World Cup. I'm not saying, oh, I'm happy to be second or third. I need to be top because I'm a winner. <laughs> I'm going for it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Wolves nil, Arsenal three. Put it on Ooh. there. Put it down on paper. Oh, he's gone for did it. You watch my box, did you watch my box to box and copy my score? Is that what you've done? No, I, I, look, I, I did not. You look your guilty. Score. Good minds. Good minds think the same. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to have to change it up, though, if I want any chance. Oh, yeah. Why are you going to change it up? Don't need to change it up? Yeah, I need to catch up. I need to catch up. I'm looking to close the gap before the winter break. (laughs) James. 2-1, Arsenal. 2-1, narrow win. Um, Lee's gone 3-0. James, 2-1. I'm going to go 2-0, Arsenal. Um, Somewhere in between. Jordan. You'd be lucky to hear that um, I'm going 3-1. I thought he was going to say 3-0 and kill me there. Everyone breathes a sigh of relief. But I, I, I'm going to say, though, um, after this game, I'll be speaking to my funders for backing to make sure that I can be equipped to ensure that I can get back in this title race. <laughs> January's key for children. It's right, very key for me, mate. I'm going down. <laughs> We're getting knocked out the League Cup has taken four pictures away from the prediction league this season. So, yeah. I'm Again, not sure how you can invest in January in better predictions, but I look forward to seeing the news, Jordan. <laughs> He's going to sign up to them tipsters on Twitter. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, help me out here. Invest- What's the XG saying? Look how true for that. This is James. I need investment, everything I can get. Investment will be happening over January. Believe me, James. So there you go. Jordan's waiting for investment. Lee's predicted yeah, 3-0. Um, James has predicted 2-1. I've gone with 2-0 and Jordan's gone with 3-1. We've all gone for different scores. We've all gone for Arsenal wins away at Wolves. Let us know in the comment section your thoughts um, on the predictions. And before we do wrap it up, I'm going to pass it over to Lee for comments of the day. Uh, listen, guys, not over 900 comments this week. It is incredible. Keep them coming. Know. Keep them coming. Unbelievable. But we, we, we was a couple of dodgy ones, uh, which uh, we, I, was, I was happy to go with, but the lads didn't want to go in like, you know, so... Uh, but so we've gone for this one, James Akenya. I think that is like thank you, for, thank you, the quartet of Forever Arsenal. I am now addiction. I have an addiction of watching the Forever Arsenal. Your knowledge of football as a whole is immense. Keep it up, guys. James, the best analyst. Lee, the best Arsenal fan. Turkish, the most realistic fan. And Jordan, the most annoying fan. <laughs> very importantly, because he keeps the excitement under control. So I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard worse. <laughs> but I thought that was a very constructive uh, one at the end of the What's day. What's his name, like, James? Uh, James, yeah. James. Well done, James. Thank you. <laughs> oh, there we go. Nice one, James. Listen, I'm going to echo the message that I started the show with. Please keep it respectful in the comments section. There's no chance of the pod changing. The pod is the pod. We've all got love for each other. Show us the same love that we're showing you because we want to engage with you guys. We love the comment section. I just didn't love it last time I looked. 900 comments, but there was a lot of real disrespectful comments. Keep I, it I echo that, by the way. Yeah. 
100% I echo that Turkish. Um, and, and listen, Jordan, I, I haven't discussed this with anyone, Jordan, Lee or James. I just said to myself, when I saw the comment section, I'm coming to say what I'm going to say. Reason being because it's about respect for me. Um, and I've been through situations, especially on YouTube, where I've said something, I've done a video and the comment section is just on my neck. And I don't really give a fuck. But sometimes it can get to you. So, you know, I all, want people to all, be respectful. All, all we'll say is, guys, watching and listening to this, disagreeing with any of us, and I emphasize me, is fine. I don't have a problem with anybody disagreeing with anything that we say. That's fine. But just at least listen to what we're saying before you disagree. Don't just jump to conclusions. And also listen to the whole pod. Sometimes people make comments based on yeah. one thing that one person said, but they actually qualify it later on in the pod. You're like, okay, if you listen to the whole pod, you'd have really heard what they said. Just listen to the, what people say. If you disagree, tell us. I, I think you're wrong. I think you're talking rubbish. I think that that's incorrect. No problem. But yeah, when, when it gets a bit disrespectful, we ain't got think, time for that. Think no. about it. Sorry, I was going to say, I will say this, that we all know Jordan and he loves the banter side of it and all because he actually puts them in the messages and says, look yeah. like this one. I love it. So he loves the banter side. There is there is a line, and and and, and Jordan is, uh, you know, getting to know him through this pod and that. Loves a bit of banter, loves a bit of that. So, you know, keep them coming. We ain't got keep a problem funny. with them. Like the, the funny ones, we love, but don't go over the line. Sometimes people think that writing it, you know, doesn't have an effect or, or can't have an effect. Imagine imagine one of us are talking here, and all of a sudden I turn around in a serious tone and say, "You're a clown. You're a clown, mm. and you should be replaced from the show next week." People out there listening to it will be like, that's rude. It's the same rudeness being typed out in the comment section. Yeah, so keep, keep it respectful, people. We brought it to YouTube because we want the engagement. Love for the love as always, but less of the hate, less of the disrespect, and we keep it moving. We'll be back after the Wolves game as usual. Big up Jordan, big up Lee, big up James, and why not big up myself as well? Big up you, Turkish. Big up you, man. Come on. Hit the like big up Shiroi. Big up Shiroi. <laughs> <laughs> He's an Lee, and you're a clown and you should be replaced, mate. That's it. <laughs> this ended with big up Sharoy. You're the worst, mate. You're the worst. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Josh. I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. Off that heartfelt message, you're just oh, <laughs> done with you. <laughs> Back down to earth. People, hit the like button. Give us your thoughts in the comment section below from predictions to line up the importance of this Wolves game. And we've got a World Cup break coming up. Forever Arsenal will be once a week during the World Cup. Special World Cup edition. We might take on a, a country or two each to follow and discuss. But we'll work it out. We'll still be here. Hopefully you're still predictions, here. Predictions, Is it going to carry on during the World Cup? We might have to do a World Cup one. We'll discuss it amongst yeah, we'll ourselves. Do, we'll do, yeah, let's do a mini World Cup one. That will be good. Mini World yeah. Cup one. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Let's do that. All right, cool, people. There you have it. We're going to have some fun during the World Cup, so make sure you're here. Subscribe, notification bell on. Continue hitting that like button. Love for the love, people. We are... Sports Social Podcast Network.